Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hi, I'm Bianca Del Rio from RuPaul's Track Race Season 6, and I'm listening to Flame On Podcast. Sadly, I'm listening. Mm. Flame on. I'm here with our, well, 90%, 75%, 80%, somewhere in there. Math hurts. It does. Uh, of our cast, we have Jeff. Hi. Back from a bit of a sojourn. Sojourn, quest of sorts. Yeah. I don't sort know. of. Yeah. yeah. Was uh, this the hero's quest? Vision quest. Did you go yes. into the underworld? No, vision quest in the Sweat Lodge. wrestling 80s movie sense. That kind of vision. Was there a so montage? Yes, there were montages, so, right? Good. Good. Uh, good. Jared, of course, you hear his dulcet tones coming through loud and clear, hopefully. Or, and of course, Oral. I kind of sobered up for this. Why? It's more fun when you're drunk. Why would you do that? I said kind of. Okay. There's only been a lull. It was leave my friend's place, drive over here, uh, or drinks in between. We're glad so, you sobered up before you drove. Yeah, exactly. Drinks in between, so you're drinking on the road. Well, oh my lord! <laughs> no, no, I have never. Uh-huh. And, and Pat's oh. here too for a little bit. What's going on? So we're gonna jump right in. Uh, we're gonna talk about some movie news because honestly, there's not really much. Is there anything playing that anybody cares about right now? We're kind of in a lull between yes. the summer and then the Christmas Academy Award push. Yeah, the mm-hmm. autumn movies, which there are a bunch coming out. As we talked about last time, but I just there's nothing that anybody's seen of any significance. So, movie news-wise, and this is what you probably care about, some big comic book properties in the next, what, year or two? Brian Singer has been confirmed for the next X-Men movie. Which we knew uh, yeah. as soon as we saw, like, Days of Future Past. Like, but, that's... But honestly, I mean, Fox had a decision to make when all of that hubbub was coming out during the bad press. The guy after, who was molested. Or and the dropping him. of the charges and all that. They could have gone either way. 
just to save face. But because they made a shit ton of move, uh, music, whatever. Money. 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 They're all the same. Yeah. Um, it was Plus a he was allegedly, and then they dropped the charges. Yes. yes. Exactly. Then they settled. Somebody paid off. So, uh, so that's great. Um, we also read about, um, well, there was, of course, the video of the Millennium Falcon, which well, is kind of cool. With the Batmobile? With the Batmobile. Uh, I, I didn't realize that there was like a back and forth. Like, I guess Snyder had done a video. You mm-hmm. might hear about that. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. They've done Twitter pics for a long time. This was a, one of the first videos. Yeah. They had done like, like Snyder put up a video of a stormtrooper getting arrested in That's Gotham. What it was. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing how like kind of clunky the Millennium Falcon looks. Cause when you look at anything of the Millennium Falcon, it kind of always looks sleek in that kind of like, kind of rustic sort of way but uh-huh. this has like bits and pieces hanging off of it which i think is a really nice touch. well it's an old ship at this point right well yeah but it was an old ship then yeah, well, yeah. right even older yeah so i mean it, it's a, uh, it's cool i'm very excited about that uh what was the other uh deadpool dead oh i don't care i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna put I, that I know out there because you work at a comic shop deadpool is like the most just oversaturated yeah, character next to wolverine but i mean a movie with Ryan Reynolds, presumably, hopefully. Like, that's going to be great. I but hope. I, you know what? I'll tell you right now. I don't care to watch it. Like, mm-hmm. I probably won't. Did you play the video game? He's, no. That, actually, Pat bought it. Uh, it was on clearance, too. It was like, the last day. They oh, shocker. No. No. Jeff, oh, Jeff no. gave oh, it no, to no, me. No, no, Jeff and Melody gave it to me for my birthday. birthday. <laughs> well, you didn't get it on clearance? No, I, I happened to get the last copy the GameStop that what had. Okay. I'm merging two things in my uh, head. Because they were, discon- they were discontinuing the yeah, print. Yeah, that's right, because they pulled it from uh, all platforms. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a fun game. It was cute. I mean, I mean cute in a sense that it's funny. <laughs> it was adorable. It was adorable. <laughs> They're cursing and the boobs and things. It, it actually, it, it is kind of fun, and I, I'm not a huge Deadpool fan. I like the game. Um, it was a beat em up, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. A, uh, a Deadpool beat em up. Yeah, it's basically a button smasher. Yeah. Really, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, there are combinations, and okay, if you hit this button, this button, this button, and then he'll do this. I sat there and just mashed buttons. And if I died, alright, restart. And but if you die, buttons. it's funny. Right. They, they, it's all jokes throughout the whole thing. And so. they got, they got the Nolan North to do the voice of Deadpool. He's like the big video game voiceover guy. Oh, he does, he? he did Mass Effect. He's done all these different games. He's, huh. he does Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited about that. And the other thing that's interesting is they pushed the Fantastic Four movie out, uh, basically swapping their place to schedule, which kind of, I wonder is if in response to the fact that the, what the leaked footage of Doctor Doom and Looked so some of the casting, like it, it is a whole bunch of people just going, I don't know about this. So I don't know. I'm I'm torn. I do. It's kind of like uh, Jason Momoa being cast as Aquaman. Bitch. Oh, I don't, I'm super excited about but, that. Look, just in my mind, him just coming out of the ocean. <laughs> Just it's, listening. It's a delightful image. so wet. Have like and a starfish. it back and forth. Have like a starfish uh, stuck to his shoulder that just kind of falls off. Yeah. Uh, well, at least he won't be fucking horses this time. Jesus. Oh, I'm so excited. No, I, I'm glad Carl the horse fucker is. Uh, Unfortunately, that movie will never get made, so whatever. I saw a little blurb on uh, uh, our, our former cast member Josh's uh, new Who? website. On a Q? Who? Some guy. On IGN. We love Josh. Uh Talking about, I guess, how the they're they're saying that Aquaman's going to be in a very more surfer look. Oh, God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, so we're going back to Baywatch. Jesus. Uh, that, yeah. I, 
Well, hey, with, uh, Jason Momoa, I think, was on a Baywatch. Yeah, he was. yes, he was. Baywatch Nights, oh. you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. But anyway, Fantastic Four is being delayed, maybe retooled, who knows. Um, on Deadpool, though, they also said today uh, that they are confirming that the director says they've they've cracked the code on making it a PG-13. Oh, Jesus. That's... Yeah. Uh, they said they can retain the soul of the character and still have a PG-13. Sure. But they haven't shot anything, so who knows? Well, that's all the movie news. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait, what, what? I finally saw, so I haven't seen the first one, and it was just like I predicted. I, under not my own power, just walked into my friend's place. They're like, sit down, we're watching this movie. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I was like, no, sit down, you're not leaving, you're watching this movie. I finally saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh no! I was so bored. Oh. <laughs> like towards the end, Eric was right. Just die already. Just die. Wow. Die. Wow. Yeah. That's die. That says a lot for Sinister Six. I yeah. and Venom Carnage. Yeah. Some movie news. Uh, television. We have some very important television to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, since Pat's here, uh, has anybody else watched uh, Garfunkel and Oates? No. I've seen, uh, I've seen clips of it. It is exactly like Fly the Concords, but in some ways funnier because it's a little more, it's not, it's not as abstract. Like, you know, Concords did some crazy stuff, but very funny. Their songs are funny. They're great. They're cute as hell. I mean, that's kind of their shtick, right? Or mm-hmm. Will Makuchi anyway does the, the cute shtick. And, raunchier than I would have expected. like From Comedy Central? It's not Comedy Central. Oh, it's IFC. IFC. Oh, so they can get away with that. They okay. can, but it's still like, when the stuff happens, you're like, oh, oh, alright. So, if you, it, Oral, have you ever heard any of their stuff? Yeah, no, I'm, okay, I'm familiar okay. with Garfunkel. Yeah, it's, it's, if you like, I mean, they're, they're, of course, they pattern themselves after like Weird Al, but really, it's, it, I think, closest Flight of the Concord, sort of that just situational comedy via music I recognize when I saw clips of them, like, one of the members from other things as an actress. Uh, Kate Micucci, the short brunette, yes, was on Raising Hope. She was on Scrubs. Um, oh, there was another show that she was on that I think she had a, a recurring role on also. But yeah, she's done a lot of acting. I think they both actually were actors. They met during the writer's strike. Ah, uh, okay. And yeah. that's where it all kind of stemmed from. In fact, she did that. What's what's the, what's the actual title from the Scrubs? The like song. I call it the like song, but it's not. Called it's the called like "Fuck song. You." <laughs> the song is called "Fuck You," but it's done and it's like um, it's a really cute, kind of sweet little like melody. I like and then, you. I like you. Because like can lead you. to like, like, and like, like can lead to love. Just as the stars above, I'd really like to fuck you. But, <laughs> but at the same duet. time, the other person is saying, like, kiss you. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole kiss and you, fuck oh, you. And oh, then yeah. at the end, it just goes through a list of, like... It's kind of dark at the end. Yeah, <laughs> cut you, bruise you, yeah. uh, fist you. Fist you. It's, then, went then, off the rails at the end. It's great and then they just that. settle in harmony with, fuck you. It's, it's like, they really have won me over. Because Pat, uh, Pat had seen their stuff online, I think. I think I had watched one of their videos, and it was like the, the duck song or whatever. And well, I saw they had put um in prepar- preparation for the show. They did all, all the video clips and like video postcards, and it was twenty nine thirty one, where oh, the one crazy. is singing about life as a twenty nine year old woman and all the hopes and dreams and love ever after, and then the same girl 
the other one's the same girl two years later at 31, just bitter just and screaming jaded. about how there's nobody there, that she's all alone. It's seriously, it's it's great. They have a couple albums out, but if you have IFC, if you are so blessed with your cable, or just you can have the internets, or the internets, I and mean, certainly they're all over YouTube too. So, um, now let's talk about Doctor Who. I am one episode behind. I haven't seen Time House. Get out! Oh, I haven't seen it either. I was going to watch it today, but right. I didn't well, get around to it. We won't spoil anything. But that's my favorite one so far this season. Right. That's what we talked about today. I was I'm like, going to watch it later on tonight. It, it is good. It is very different. It is very... It's a heist. It's it's Ocean's Eleven. It's all that stuff. But with, a, obviously, Doctor Who sort of spin on it. Um, And the chick from... Oh, I can never think of her name. She was in Ashes to Ashes as the police officer. Oh, the, the sequel to Heels. Life on Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the like the sort of quote unquote villain, and she's amazing. I love her. She's she did a great job. Um, so, but we can talk about listen because we've actually recorded. I think we, we yeah we didn't even talk about Robin Sherwood. But yeah, we have a couple we could talk about. Yeah. So uh, Sherwood or robot of robots Sherwood. of Sherwood. Uh, I felt like that was the weakest one so far. Um, it's just it's okay. You know, it it is okay, but I, I like. I liked it. It's like it's, cute. It was an episode. It wasn't boring to me. Like, you know, I like when they do period pieces, and they never have done Robin Hood. So Which I was is kind just, of surprising, right? Yeah, I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll roll with this. But what was brave of them is they didn't go like authentic, quote unquote, like where the legend comes from. They actually just played up the full on Errol Flynn, uh, Kevin Costner version of Robin Hood. I felt it was almost like Robin Hood. Men in tights, Robin Hood. Yeah, I mean, borderline. Which I like. <laughs> if they had broken out into song, I would have Call loved the it. Man. Call oh. the Call hey, But I mean, <laughs> I was surprised that they actually played up the idea that the doctor didn't realize that he was an actual person. He had never actually gone back to that point in time and, and seen that. Oh yeah, he really exists. Like, oh, you're because the entire episode, the shtick was he was trying to figure out how. Ro- what Robin Hood was. Was right. he a robot? Was he a clone? Was he some kind of weird creature that is mimicking? And at the end, he's like, "What? can't can't you just acknowledge that I'm existed? Or, it's, you know, he said that it's sad that he's he's been, you know, it's been so long that his legend has basically turned him into a myth or just a story. Yeah. I, I do like that this Doctor is fallible. Like, not only is he wrong and doesn't know about stuff, but, like, he really needs the companions this time not that he hasn't always in some way he's kind of a prick he's a lot of a prick which i also love because you know it's it's the guy from um that political show yeah um the thick of it the thick of it or the in the loop yeah um i can't think of the character's name malcolm Malcolm, thank you but uh you know he's he's got this great attitude um i love listen because to me I mean, not only was it sort of a Stephen Moffat sort of timey-wimey kind of thing that they did, but it played with the mischievous side of the Doctor, which I love, you know, where he's basically, like, having people do things to try to see what happens. And then he'll, like, full-on just, like, play, like, a not a prank, but, like, he took the guy's coffee after he basically said, oh, have you ever you ever put your coffee down and then you didn't know where it was? And, it, and yeah. he just takes the guy's coffee. Like, I thought that was really funny. And, he, you know, anyway, I, I, I... I do feel that Capaldi is kind of coming into his own. Like, he does now have sort of a nice established sort of approach on the Doctor. But even when I go back and watch, like, Deep Breath and Into the Dalek, like, they're very good on rewatch. Like, they Mm. both, I think, hold up. 
For me, it's too early to start rewatching. Oh, that. I well, I think for most people it is. When an episode airs, okay. Brian likes to dissect. Not only do I watch it the night it airs, usually if I can, like oh, if we God. have something, whatever. But I'll then watch it the next day. And then the way it's lined up with my travel, like I'll have days where I'm, you know, I'll be, I'll have, I'll need to watch something while I'm on travel. I'll be bored, so I'll watch it then. I'll have it on Amazon or whatever. He can't catch up on Game of Thrones, so Ooh. we can watch season four together because I've been waiting on Damn this. Really? Just leave him. No, <laughs> actually, I mean, I'm you gotta, there. you gotta make it till April. So I know, but once I start, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to stop. I just, I, I, I feel that my, my experience of Doctor Who, it. It gets better with mileage. The more I watch certain episodes, the more I really You're appreciate stalling, stuff. bitch. No, I, I, You're stalling. I do need to watch Game of Thrones. I I just enjoy the fact that um, Capaldi's catchphrase seems to be "shut up, shut up, shut up, shut, shut <laughs> it up, up, up," which is great. And, you know, and he, he, well, but and that's something I think the "shut up" thing has come from an older doctor too. Hmm. Like they, somebody else did it. I want to say Matt Smith, but it's, it's probably a Moffat thing. But did you guys like the whole Gallifrey, all that stuff? Like, did you, or, or nice. whatever it was, wherever it was. I, this is where the internet, you know, is cracked in half because he's like, he can't go back to the doctor's home, you know, village because, you know, Gallifrey's time locked or whatever. And it's like, well, I don't no. think they're time locked anymore. Well, but they're in an alternate dimension. Like, it yeah. got... It's a little like Bendy Wendy or whatever. Well, it's a and, little... and they'll figure it out. Bendy Wendy. There's a new one from Moffat. Bendy Wendy. Timey Wimey. Bendy Wendy. Bendy Wendy sounds like a cheap prostitute. It really does. It really does. <laughs> I was thinking a kid's toy. <laughs> or a stripper. Coming to the stage, it's Bendy Wendy. Get your dollar bills ready. I like that too. No, I, but I mean, it, it is very nice that Clara had that influence on him as a young man or boy or whatever. So, I don't know. I thought it was cute. I liked it. I feel a little disheartened with clara this time around no she's she's different and it's good i a lot of people who didn't like her before because they thought she was just a prop a mystery to be solved is the big criticism she's very like self-actualized doing her own thing helping the doctor saving the doctor it helps that they've killed any kind of romantic thing because that was the flaw that amy had at the beginning it was like okay so she's just gonna fawn over the doctor and carry this crush the whole time with Clara in the first episode, it was no, no, knock that off. Yeah, we're not like that. Yeah. I still that was that was former me. This is new me. Well, and I like that the, the doctor's like, I'm not saying you were wrong about it. Yeah, it's not your mistake. Yeah, it was right. not your mistake. Yeah, and that that was very telling. But um, I do feel, however, what they're setting up is a sort of a love triangle, not in the sense of like a relationship, but the doctor is clearly going to be jealous of of uh, Danny of Danny. Because they're even showing in the next preview. Uh, not, it, it's a preview of another episode coming up. The doctor goes to the school they work at. Okay. That's it. But they've um, also said that he's the next companion after Yeah. No, Clara. that's not clear he's, either. He's joining. Well, he's they, joining. they've said that he's joining. He is a companion in some way. But there is evidently also still some big thing about him that could change a lot of whatever. So it is unclear, A, if Clara is leaving. B, if Danny is Oh, I thought they said that term. her contract is up after the Christmas special. Yeah, she's leaving. Special. It is unconfirmed. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong, but they've been very coy about the, the announcements. We do know that they're on the Christmas special, so that much at least we know. All right. He's holding out hope. He's holding out hope. I did also want to mention, because I don't know if I did before, Gravity Falls is back. Did anybody else watch? Any no. Of it? No. no. I don't you're- care. It's fun. It's so cute. If you like adventure, do you like Adventure Time? No, I hate Adventure Time. You know what's really good for me? Rick and Morty. 
Oh, that's right. Because we have talked I, yeah, getting, I don't like the pretense of getting deja vu. Yeah, we've we've done this. We did have this. this. <laughs> we've done this. I don't before. care. Well, I'm reminding the audience. Gravity Falls is back, and it is very. Uh, it's very fun. Even Pat, I think, enjoys it sometimes a little bit. Well, when what's her name shows up, Coolidge, old one eye, the waitress. Oh, from uh, American Pie. You like her. She's got the. She uses the same accent she does in Two Broke Girls. Well, of course she does. And I, that say. accent <laughs> drives me up a wall. I enjoy Two Broke Girls, and I understand her like addition to the show as comedic effect. And I like the one-liners. I hate that accent. Oh. I hate that that version of the Polish accent yeah. that just. Is that what she's doing? I didn't that's, realize yeah, that. Yeah, because her oh. character is Polish. I didn't realize that. Oh. Yeah. Because she does use that a lot in a lot of different things. But all I've known her from was American Pie, and she didn't. like. So that's oh. why when I saw her You're on right. Two Broke Girls, I was like, that's she just weird. She did it in uh, uh, Legally Blonde. Oh. Yeah. She was also on Legally And I don't no. remember if she did that in Best in Show or not, but I think she was. it was close. Anyway. Huh. Uh, but it's fun. And then, oh, Ka- uh, Patton came on. Uh, he was on an episode as a, uh, a, a gnome on like a mini golf course. <sighs> yeah. Um, oh, also, speaking of, uh, Patton, I wonder if he, is it, I mean, we don't know. I assume he'll be back in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the new season. I haven't well, watched this. His twin came back at the end of season well, one. Right. So. so, like, that starts tomorrow night. We're recording on Monday. Director um, Coulson has, uh, he's an advisor. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I love that he's there. Uh, I did just watch the season of Justify that he shows up in, which is pretty awesome. And apparently next season is the last season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, oh, they, they, Justify? They, yeah. yeah. They, announced some, they announced some casting. They got Sam Shepard. Oh. And, uh, do you remember the guy who played two different characters on Deadwood who played the one in the first season who kills Wild Bill and then he comes back later on as the, the guy who works for Hearst who likes to kill hookers? Yeah. He was also in Raising Hope. Oh, as the main, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they cast him about. on the show too. He's going to be like, I guess, the big heavy villain for really? the for the last season of Justified. Garrett Dillahunt. Yes. There you go. Is Raising Hope over? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, they canceled it. Um, Pretty good show. Mid season. Heard it was good. Uh, the middle's coming back though, right? Middle. Yeah, we've got Gotham premieres tonight yep. while we're recording. Uh, Agents of Shield is tomorrow. The middle's on Wednesday. And then, oh yeah, uh, I forgot. God. Are there any other TV shows we're excited about? I I actually am excited about Selfie, only uh, because I love. Uh, did you uh, watch the pilot finally? No. Uh, oh, the, it was on Hulu. They previewed it. Oh no, I didn't know. Yeah, uh, it's really it's good. I think John be, Cho does good. Actually. Yeah, John Cho a, is one of the better points. So but I'm not gonna watch. I uh, I love the both of them. I don't care. For I don't know if it's a show I will follow religiously, but I will definitely check it out. A lot of these pilots have gone up on went up on Hulu for a limited time to watch before they they aired because it was another one forever was on hulu yeah. also i heard that was, was put up was that good did anybody know i didn't watch it. i love uh yo, yo and griffith i thought I missed melody all. watched it i think i missed them all like yeah yeah they I, they all went down i think last week always. to get ready for premiere weeks yeah still haven't watched um flash even though it leaked months ago oh i do want to watch it too still I'm like constantine uh, all the cw shows come out in the beginning of october yeah, a week. lot of these shows. A couple of them are debuting now. Uh, a few debut next week, and then I think October is really when they're going to start hitting. Um, A to Z is October 2nd, and Cougar Town's coming back for its final season. Sixth and final season in probably and a, February. And then a movie? No? <laughs> Six seasons and a movie. No. Um, uh, this, this season, I think one of the things that I'm most excited about, 
you know, outside of comic book stuff, because everybody knows you, you got to watch at least one episode and it's like, eh, whatever. Scandal. I love yeah. Scandal. I'm a huge Scandal fan now because I watched it over the break mm-hmm. uh, with a friend of mine. Uh, Fitz is completely worthless. And uh, the new Shonda Rhimes series, How to Get Away with Murder, I will not be watching it. I want to, but I can't do it because Shonda Rhimes just leads you down this path and then emotionally violates you and leaves you curled up just screaming, I didn't need that, Shonda! Shonda, I didn't need that! The worst worst I ever saw she did that shit with was the airplane crash on Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy, That was just fucked up. I can't do it, Shonda Rhimes. You got me with scandal, and I'm with you to the bitter end. But I refuse to get hooked again. Mm-mm. Ain't gonna do it. Well, on my list, uh, and this has already been aired. It left behind, not left behind. Left, you <laughs> like Kirk Cameron, <laughs> yeah, the Nicolas no, Cage no. version? No, the the but it's similar, like Shakes, uh, HBO show. Oh, uh, leftovers. Leftovers. I need to watch that. That's a fa- okay. Everybody complained that the show was dark and depressing, and it was. But it had a hell of a season finale. Yeah. It was a good, like, watching the season finale as a whole, looking back at the rest of the season, it's a great show. Well, I didn't even know what it was, and all I kept seeing was something about Justin Thoreau and jogging, and he has a big penis, and I was like, well, Thanks, okay, Liv Tyler, this is for that sound bite. I don't know what this is about. But it's basically a post-rapture world, yeah. kind of like Left Behind, and they're but not- trying... But not as, not not as, as crazy. Not as over the head, yeah, yeah. Right, it's more of just, okay, in a normal world that's not you know, God and the devil fighting for your soul. It's just, what if 2% of the world's population just up and vanished one day? Yeah. In the middle of an afternoon, just gone. Which, how would the rest of the world deal with it? So, I'm very excited. Lind- Damon Lindelof, uh, of course, from Lost. Damon? Damon? Damon Lindelof. Yeah. yeah. What did I say, David? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm just about that. Now, did you watch Halt and Catch Fire yet? Yeah, I finished the season. Uh, we will still have another microsode. I think we're going to dig in a bit more on some I, of these shows, but for I, the four people out there that actually care to hear about this, I will tell you, I am gay for Lee Pace now. <laughs> right? Holy shit! I did not think. I like that, that American Psycho aesthetic going. I on. want to. I want to know how they can get him on Hannibal. What oh character he needs to play God. on Hannibal? That would be. And he, he knows Fuller. Like Listeners, I apologize. For Brian and Jeff talking about boring TV that nobody cares about. Oh my god! Holy oh shit! Like, let's just talk about. I will cut you with this bottle. You know, one Archer will come back one day. That I can um, be called ISIS. American, that's for damn sure. American Dad is coming back for a brand new season. Who's excited about that? Yeah. Um. I'm also really excited for Bob's Burgers return. And so you know, man. let's leave it at that because we've been on TV for a while, and I've only cared about three percent of what you talk about. We're trying to expose you to new and amazing television. Oh, but no question. So, Archer, what will they call the organization? Because they should can't they can't call it ISIS. I thought the last probably, season it wasn't really ISIS, ISIS anyway. They're doing like this weird Vice. Uh, no, they, they Archer Vice. That was that hilarious. Up. That was one of the best seasons. Uh, for a comedy that I have ever seen from beginning to end. But yeah. they reset it back to the whole spy uh-huh. thing at the end. Yeah. Oh, they did? Oh. Yeah. I see. I'm way behind. I'm Moving behind. on. Now, uh, speaking of Hannibal, though, uh, one of my uh, music picks, uh, because I actually have been getting new music, they released the soundtrack. That's going to be pretty good. one and two. Well, they released season one, and there's two volumes, and I have both of them. Now, I will say, the music by Brian Reitzel who I actually have his album as well. It's been pretty good. It is very ambient. It is very soundtrack, but it is not like beat you over the head what movie are we score. About? The soundtrack to a TV show. Yes, that he hasn't announced yet. What? Huh? It's, 
No, it's Hannibal. Has it. I'm Hannibal. talking about what oh. I already own. <laughs> Sorry, my Hannibal still. To. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and girl, pay attention. It was the, the, you're talking about it was so ambient that I put Oral to sleep. Seriously. So I recommended if you were a fan of the show and you did enjoy some of the more atmospheric stuff, but be warned that the tracks are like 10 minutes long. And they go from crazy, weird, static craziness to like more ambient Japanese. And stuff. two has a good Japanese feel to it. Season uh, two had a good Japanese. Both of them, thing. they're very yeah. But two, you're right because they named each episode after a Japanese dish. Yes. So um, anyway, that's out. If you didn't know about it, they're limited runs. So La- last thing about TV while I'm still here because I've got to go to work. TV. Well, Oral will enjoy this. Sailor Moon Crystal. <gasps> <gasps> oh, that's right. We've been watching that. I don't know. How are we going to get the rest of these 26 episodes? We're on, what, episode 5 or 6? No. Something along those the lines. The Jupiter episode was the last one, No, right? the first of apparently two Tuxedo Mask episodes. You missed it. When this did past, that happen? This past, past Saturday. Saturday. It was the third Saturday. First and third Saturday of the month. New episode of Crystal. I was totally watching it. This, oh, I, I looked in the wrong place. I got it. So this, is, so this episode is the first one where um, they dig into Mamoru's past. Uh-huh. And I was amazed because, well, first off, we're going to breakneck speed. They're almost caught up to where watching the first season, the original, yeah. where I'm up to now. Like, Venus is popping up in two episodes. They showed her. She was over in the shadows at the end of this With episode. Artemis. With Artemis. I know these things. Shut now. it, I love Artemis. Don't roll your eyes, Oral. We're Don't roll your eyes. Odin like Artemis, and Pat's going to be Sailor V. No. That's what Odin's fat, saying. hairy sailor bee. Listen. So we're at six, the sixth episode, but the thing I was most amazed at, because now watching, like I said, I'm fairly caught up between the two of them, mm. is that he does, he actually is smart and knows who the fuck, uh, Usagi is. <laughs> Shocker. I'm like, wait a minute. Somebody actually paid attention he to the fact the that. House. <laughs> well, the fact that he, like, he calls her out, but then she says, I'm the leader of the group, and then goes, Oh, you knew who I was? <laughs> Bitch, you just told him five minutes ago. Yeah. But then she, and then when she gets hurt and he, or she does a whole healing escalation because Queen Barrel comes out the sky. Oh. Oh, it's crazy. Healing escalation already? Oh, yeah, because the last, the moonstick is it, yeah. I'm well, the moonstick is there, but then Queen Barrel comes out. They actually had a fight scene. Because you know how normally it's like, okay, enemy, alright, transform, okay, superpower, 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 mm. alright, tiara, boom. This one, Usagi's off in a whole other fucking place, being, you know, sad and depressed about her life. And then they're actually, like, jumping up and throwing they're fucking throwing balls fireballs. At each other. It's like Green just balls, balls, red blue balls, blue balls, red balls. It's like balls everywhere. It's great. Does somebody say, well, I can't have any balls thrown at my face? No. And then somebody replies, with, well, there goes your social life. Oh. Clueless. Thank you. Thank you. I got it. So it's, uh, it's actually pretty cool, but then. So now they've they've found out each other. Now we're getting into like I guess they're doing the rainbow crystals piece mm-hmm. of it. I don't know if that was part of the original. I don't think so. But we no, it wasn't. Okay, so no rainbow crystals in the original. Yeah. We're up to that part already. Yeah. Six episodes in. The next one I guess is about him getting his memories back about being Endymion and all of that. But that was like thirty episodes into the original. That's episode six or seven in yeah. this one, and this is twenty six episodes long. What are they doing for the rest of this time? They are. Is it a really long battle before they die? <laughs> it could be like Dragon Ball. Cause, uh, Lots well, of build-up. I don't even know if well, that's, that's going to be how it ends this time around. I'm... That's what this crystal thing, it's 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 the all-killer, no-filler. 
Yeah. They take out all that filler bullshit and it's just get it's to the story. Because I've heard a little bit of that and I just go. Whoa. I know, yeah. These I I'm just waiting for. Like it got really action packed as we finished up the Rainbow Crystals. Tuxedo Mask was killed. Silver Crystal. Okay, they're all there. Okay, Sailor Venus is here. And now it's back to filler episodes for the next like four. But they killed Tuxedo Mask. Oh, he's back. Oh, all right. Sailor Moon cried. Sailor Moon cried on him. Where, the Rainbow Crystals came where, together. Now, Silver Crystal know, is the guy, the director, and I can't think of his name. Who did uh, Sailor Moon? Is he doing these new ones? Do we know? I don't know. Because he also did Utena, and I want to see Utena. Oh, here we go again. This has happened before. <laughs> Utena. Utena. Girl. You study Asian culture and I school. know, but nobody calls it Utena. Well, what it's are they, Utena. They say Utena? It's like a soft... It's, it's, yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's a Utena because, you know, we're American and everyone just calls it Utena. Oh, but you're saying Americans say it like that. Take both off for the love of Christ! How do the motherfucking Nahanjin say it? Somebody bring up card captors. Well, that was my next thing. Sakura. I would love to see. God, Captain Sakura. I would love to see a modern retelling of both stories. But I since apologize, everybody. This is an anime segment. We never do this, and you're into anime. We both did of this you. two podcasts ago. Yeah, if you want to talk about anime, I'll tell you what I'm watching. Please I'm do. watching Naruto Shippuden because I hate my life. Yes, Seriously, you really must. Yeah, I gave up on that show. I'm watching really? Sword Art Online. I love that show. Yeah, wait, wait, what? I, I, I still have issues that... Well, are you on season one or season two? Season two. You're I'm watching, okay. You're watching America Online? What? Sword Art Online. What is this about? It's an, it's a show about You'd an like MMO. It. It's, it's a show about Tell an me. MMO where it's a virtual reality system, people, right. and the so first season's premise is a bunch of people <laughs> yeah, go into the show. Summer Wars? I mean, it sounds like. <laughs> well, they, so they go into this MMO and then a, the guy who actually created it has made a hack where nobody can leave, and if you oh. die in the MMO, you die in real life. Oh, sounds, it's Kid Chameleon. Okay. This sounds familiar, yeah. It, I want something like Ghost in the Shell. Can you know what? It, it, it gives you that existential sort of feel. A uh, little. A little. But is it that zany and kind of wacky? It's not. not zany. No. Okay, it's, okay. Very, serious? it's very bleak at, at some aspects, because like, People, like, when you die, you die. That's right. it. And There's no escape unless yeah. you clear the game. Huh. It's a hundred levels, and all this fucked up shit happens, but, like, time progresses for them. Okay. So, yeah. it's been, like, at one point, you realize it's been more than a week or two or months. You know, it's been years that like, they're in this game, yeah, and, and they can't get out. And some people, like, if they don't get discovered in time, like, they, they deal with certain people, I, I mean spoiler alert for season one they some people managed to escape um and they show this is what they've been like they're much their muscles are actually it's basically like they've been in a coma for that whole time and if they weren't sent to the hospital and taken care of then they could they have starved just, to death they would have starved well, to death yeah of course yeah. so they um, talk about that it's it's it was i was pleasantly surprised with how good the first season was i'm like well, two or three episodes into the second season until the whole like half like walks out walks into the light i'm like that's a perfect ending Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. these yeah. past eight episodes were terrible, but you know what? I like this. This is good. We're, where we're at now we, is a is a nice fit. It's not as great as it started. Right, I can't recapture that magic. Mm-mm. Do you think I would like Kill a Kill? 
I, I I refuse to watch People it. It's uh, it's a little it's a little over the top. Yeah, like, I was recommended. The colony and some other well, what's weird what's shit. what's great about the show is that it does fan service very well, and it does it for both camps. It's not just for ladies That's and nice. dudes. It's, you know, it's yeah, because first episode is just here's your costume, string bikini, giving the, everything away. The professor, he's so just hey, yeah, yeah. It's. I was recommended the show, uh-huh. and I've watched the first four or five episodes. It's hard if you're not in the right frame of mind. Well, and that's why Gurren Logan is not locked in with me. I went from Sword Art, and I tried to watch Kill la Kill right after that. It's, like, mm-hmm. no, it's a hard I'm transition still, there. I'm still yeah. depressed. No, I've, I've, I've seen enough Barra artwork to enjoy uh, Kill la Kill, yeah. so I'm, I'm, good. I'm good. Oh, all right. Well, maybe okay, I'll what's the premise, Jared? Um, it's... Uh, a city that has a fight academy. Yes, it's a young lady. She's uh, she's uh, I guess transferred there, and um, there's this very strict hierarchy of of um, students. You know, you have the the, the student body president is, is the, 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 the top. top of the chain. She is the the one in control and command. Yeah. She holds sway over everybody, including the Sounds the like faculty. Yeah, but at the same point, the whole the whole school is based on fighting skills. And they have mm-hmm. these costumes that are, and they make the Dragon Ball Z. I think it's like a, a Saiyan level reference. There's some kind of magic fiber in the costumes that gives them superpowers for their mm-hmm. fighting. And the yeah. way you increase your stature is by your proving that you're stronger. Uh-huh. And this this girl who's the hero, she's the the transfer student. She finds this this one kind of costume that nobody else has, and it's actually it's almost like a vampiric costume because it craves mm-hmm. blood. Oh, but it's all over the top, silly. Yeah, but it's like those big fights you used to see on Dragon it's, Ball where, uh, like, one punch can break a planet, uh-huh. except it's all done. It's in the same vein as, um, uh, what the hell was that, uh, that series called? Oh, uh, Fully Coolie? Not Fully Coolie, but same, I, same one I'm thinking of. I do of, like um, Fully Coolie. Thinking of, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna drive me nuts. What's the theme? It's two girls, one's super crazy, the other one's really, like, calm. Project Aka? No, no. Anyways. So, okay. But, I mean, I, yeah, give I might shot. give it a shot. Yeah. I've been kind of looking for another anime. I do want to watch the uh, Ghost of Shell prequel about uh, Kitsunaragi. I have to check that out if, mm. if it's out. Um, and, of course, there some uh, more Miyazaki is coming out on Blu-ray soon. Yeah. Um, uh, Kiki's and... Uh, so, Wind Also Rises ever come out on Blu-ray? Not here yet. But okay. in, in Japan. And then, of course, uh, Ava for whatever the hell the next one is, oh, I, I assume that. will be coming out soon. Excel Saga. Excel Saga. Oh, yes. Okay. I never watched that. But I, don't, I, was interested. I don't need another Ava series. I'm good. But have you seen the new movies? They're crazy. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know what I really like? The show like? broke you. Razafon. Yeah. See, I like yeah. Razafon too, even though it's. Totally like an Ava cover song. It had the same kind of a for mind me, fuck ending. Yeah, for me, it had a little it bit was more better, of a, it was better than Ava. Th- a through line? Well, yeah, I said it. I say it again. Yes, you listening. I said it and I say it again. It, I like Razvan more than Ava. I, I like both, but I like Razvan a lot. I, I like the music a lot, actually, because uh, Yoko Kano. Yes, yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm saying it for the listeners. I know you know. My friend's desperate for an anime to the point that he's actually going to start watching One Piece. Oh. Just because he's like, I'm never going to run out. Oh. I got lots to watch. So not good. All right. Well, let's move on. We Instead of doing gay news this episode, we're, we're going to be changing up the format a little bit uh, over the next few uh, full cast recordings. And, and in this way, it is kind of a gay issue, but it's not really. 
Uh, many of you who follow us and know drag queens and uh, drag is a new spandex, anything like that, you have probably seen the Facebook decision to no longer allow fictitious names that are not registered legally in the state that they're operating out of. So they, so Facebook pulled the Google? Yeah, basically this is what Google's been doing for a while. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a move towards authenticity, but yeah. I don't understand why they're doing it. Like, right. Could, does anybody know, like, why have we asked that question? Well, what's his name? Um, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. He seems to have a philosophical, at least explanation for it, which is basically we are coming out of the era where people had uh, anonymity and people had aliases. And we are now in an era where if you're on Facebook, it's you. It's your representation. So we're entering into an era of accountability. Yeah. And part of it. Especially for commenters and trolls and shit like that. Right. And this is where I am more sensitive because I've dealt with uh, some online harassment issues with my fraternity. And having a level of Mr. A level of indirection or level of, you know, anonymity, even if it's just a username that you'd have to then look up. Right. It it can be something a little more, it will hold you accountable, like you said, uh, if you know your name is on it. But drag queens and several of our good friends that are drag queens, uh, they're, they have personal accounts, both for them, their own personal lives as a boy or whatever. And they have their personal accounts for their drag name. One of them being Divine Grace, uh, who we had on one of I the, love you. Which we absolutely love. We just had dinner with her the other night. It was delightful. Amazing oh, I meal. Great. Too. I never I get invited to these things. If you hang out more often. No, I'm just kidding. That was basically what she said to say, too. But no, she felt very strongly about this being sort of taking the approach that this is sort of targeting performers and it's inconsistent with more public celebrities who have gone by fictitious names for years, but that's what everybody knows them as. Right. And that this approach now taking these different pages out that are functioning quite fine and they're not harassing. I mean, you know, it's not in this case about harassment, but rather sort of protection from their people who might want to do them harm or, or whatever. Because there are drag queens out there who are very comfortable with you knowing boy, them, or, you know, drag person, or dr- drag persona. But then there are those that absolutely want the two completely divorced and would not want to have a public presence as a boy or as a man. So here's a question. Because, like, you know, we have a Facebook page for Flame On. Right. But we have a page. These are, these are right. accounts. These are like profiles. But so that's the thing. Right. Would a drag queen then be able to open a page absolutely. as their professional monitor? Absolutely. And this is where there's even some in the drag community, including Mimi M. First and some other people we know who are like, guys, all you have to do is make a page. Right. The problem with the page, and Facebook has intentionally broken this. We have a problem with this. Even if you like our page, that doesn't mean you're going to see everything we put up. There is this weird algorithm that they use that you can actually tweak by paying Facebook money to have Mm. your posts show up more often. Or... Encouraging your fans, which, by the way, we're encouraging you, if you have not done this already, to go in and add us as a page in your likes or interests. Not just like the page, but go in and actually add it in there. Because that will then increase the chance that you're actually going to see. That you can just turn notifications on, which is another one. But basically, this Facebook model where even though you have this page, you're not going to see all their posts. Now, 
the personal profile thing is similar though, because if you don't interact with somebody, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this on Facebook. If you don't interact with somebody, like chat with them or post stuff on their wall or whatever, mm-hmm. you're not going to see their posts after a while. They're going to try to drop off. And right. This is in part so that people who have you know hundreds or thousands or whatever of friends, you can't have every post from everybody and, and keep up. So Facebook says this is an attempt to sort of call the herd. Be that as it may, the drag queens are not happy about the fact that they have to change anything that they're doing. And other people, not just drag queens, are complaining about this. But there has been a lot of attention around drag queens and Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who likewise have a persona. Uh, in some cases, in fact, a friend of ours, uh, Kenya Knott from the Orlando chapter, has no personal profile, only has her Facebook page. Uh... So, like, it, it, because he does not want his public life as a boy to be out there, he prefers to do everything through his sister's profile. So... It's a lot of confusion with identity and what that means to you for some people. For me, my identity is me. I don't have this alter ego that is flame on Brian. I have just Brian. And everybody who knows me knows me. And that's it. Like, that's me. Right. But some people are more comfortable because they've either had problems in the past or what have you, where they want that level of protection. They want to have that distance between their performer selves and their... So that's the issue. Uh, I've certainly talked enough about this. Oral is doing some research, I believe, on his phone. But uh, do you guys have any like, different thoughts about this that you'd like to? Well, I can relate um, uh, personal experiences, at least relating to this anyways. For a while, I've been wanting to try to at least go by some other moniker like Joshua Party Poison. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Locke. Joshua Locke. I, my, my sincerest apologies. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> some guy but um i i want to be able to be my own person i don't want to be able to say hey not only am i a digital media artist and a, a scholar but i'm also a smut peddler but <laughs> my my family's found problems with the smut peddling because it's something i'm very about. passionate about and i'm not ashamed of it in the slightest but because they alienate me because of that that brings a lot of tension and anxiety with me so that's what drives me to want to have an alias but i want to be able to maintain myself as one singular entity i am not creative in the sense where i you know produce music or like literature there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I, I feel like I don't have a vested interest 
in this debate. However, being a reader, like, I believe in the power of a pseudonym. Right. I, I like that, that sense that, you know, this is the me that I want to portray for better or for ill. And to take that away, uh, I kind of have issues with, like, I'm not vehement about it. I just like, I think it's, I, I see what, you know, the move might be trying to accomplish. Um, it's just sad to see this aspect kind of get trampled because of it. Like, you know, like my name is Oral. Like I would, if I were to be like a personality, I would go by Oral. There's just no. It's too good of a name not to use. Yeah, but you know, if my name was like Dean, like I would totally want to go by something else. You look like a Dean. No offense to Dean Tripp whatsoever. I love Dean Tripp. Yeah, no. Although his son would have a problem on Facebook because Dean Tripp's son is named Field. (laughs) Yes. Kind of hilarious. That's that's Northwest material. It is. It really is. Um, So my only thing is, and I'll, I'll jump into this real quick. I understand, I empathize, and I agree that you shouldn't be forced to have to... I, I had a friend on Facebook have to go back to his actual first name because he went by his initials. He went by DJ, and they made him change it to Derek. Oh, so has this change already gone through? And... Oh, it's been going on. Oh. It's been going on. Um, So I, I don't agree with with how strict it has, how strict it is. I, the part where I get a little upset about this and I'll take heat for it. Feel free to email me is pat at flameonshow.com. Exactly. Not me though. <laughs> or at flameonshow.com. I haven't stated my opinion as of yet. Jeff at flameonshow.com. My issue is with it trying to be play, put out there as an LGBT discrimination issue. It's not. I understand that the drag queens are highly affected because that is their persona. I get that the sisters are affected because that's their persona. But this isn't an LGBT. This isn't a trans issue. This isn't, this is a, a policy that should be in place, but is being enforced in such a way that it feels very heavy handed. It's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Exactly. They're, should be ways to compromise. If you're going to use a fake name, you should have to put in, when you sign up or make everybody go through this again to sign in, put your real name in and then what is going to be your handle on Facebook. If it's your regular name, great. But then that way they have the accountability. If there's cyberbullying, if there's any of this stuff that they're trying to prevent, then they have your actual name. But that may not be the name that gets put out there. And then that goes in that crazy cloud of data well, you know what's funny video game servers like steam or playstation network do this already yeah you put in a username exactly and yeah. if you want to display your actual name you can if you want to uncheck that box you're just your username yeah. but the information is there see and i wonder if any of this is motivated we were talking about what the reason was advertisement yeah they don't want this is speculation by the way they don't want personas that may or may not have their own advertising value. They want hard data, hard data people who they can target. Well, the thing, it all stems from trying to eliminate fake profiles. Right. And multiple profiles. So when you've got 7 billion right. users 
and three and a half of them are some are second profiles for the same people, you really only have three and a half billion people. Right. And then your marketing is skewed because it is a, a company. It's a public company. They need the advertising dollars. They need it marketed to the right people. So it is part of that. But it doesn't matter if you are a straight porn actor, a gay porn actor, a musician. Yeah, this um, is this is not just a, the reason why it's not an LGBT issue is because this is a this is a performer exactly thing. This exactly, is, this should not be something that somebody can spearhead and go. Well, they're persecuting us. Like it's any performer. No, and that's and I I will stand behind any LGBT crusade that's proper. But honestly, like, and I I've kept my mouth shut on Facebook about it I because all these. <laughs> all these these debates pop up on my friends' profiles, and you have things like uh, in Florida, it costs fifty dollars to file a legal uh, alias paperwork, and then that becomes your legal name. You've got paperwork, Addison Taylor. I heard I, I heard the other night talking about it. Addison is her legal; it's a legal alias. So no matter what, that's a legal, a proper legal name for for Addison. Addison doesn't have to worry about this. There were a couple of other people that I know through friends of mine that this topic came up and it was like, I filed that paperwork. Yeah. So that's basically as good as my driver's license. So there you go. So I just, I, this can affect anybody. If you're using any name that's not your own, somebody reports it straight, gay, transgender, bisexual, horse fucker, howler monkey, Call Drogo, it could call be whatever. If somebody, if somebody reports it, then it's it's you know they're gonna make you they're gonna block you out and they're gonna make you put in your real name and if they question it still they'll make you fax over a copy of your driver's license to unblock your profile and if you don't do it within two weeks then they delete it all. Well, I'm surprised they delete profiles too because I thought even if you left Facebook and come if back you later, leave, they'll keep it. Unless you tell them to delete. Unless you tell them to delete. but Because they want you to come back. I'm surprised right. they would just... You, basically, the difference is you can suspend a profile or you can hard delete a profile. Hmm. Whether or not they keep it on record is something different. Like, when I came back, everything that I had before yeah, on my own profile, back, yeah. no, it didn't. No? No. Oh. There's nothing there. Oh, wow. From when I restarted. Oh. I thought it was. No. Nothing's there. Well, all right then. So consensus is um, honestly, I think this is just the necessary next step in internet accountability, which is needed to happen for a long time. Well, and that, and if you really want the anonymity or you want that performer, you want something different. Facebook came after MySpace. Facebook, Nobody's gone back to MySpace, bitch. I'm not saying we should go back to MySpace. I'm not even step. saying we should go to Google Plus because obviously Google has the same policy. What? what? I am saying, what? Go go back to. I'm sorry, I'm not oh, familiar shoot. with that term. Google so Plus they have is still hangouts. I, I don't know what those are. I think that the internet is a dynamic medium. If people are not happy with the service they're getting, you can move. But the thing that people need to understand, especially as we go forward with the internet, and more things keep coming out, more ways to keep track of all your information, more ways to make life easier, is that when you put something on the internet, it is not vapor. It is oh, a hard written thing. If you put a comment on it something, will haunt you to the end of your days. They will find it if they do. This is just it's accountability that yeah. people have for the uh, le- years leading up to this have just thought no big deal. I can type what I want. I'm never going to be held accountable for it. That is no longer the case. Yes. All right. For the fun part of our show now, after we've had a relatively meaty discussion about deep issues of our times. Meet. We're talking about comic books. All right, so that means I'm going to sleep. 
So this is this is going to become the Brian and Oral conversation. Cause... Oh, for fuck's sake. We'll, we'll keep it short. I mean, honestly, I don't even have a lot on my list. I did want to just touch on Future's End. I have been buying a few. I know Oral in his capacity where he has to review and know about what people should buy. <laughs> Tuesday's has, on a bane of my existence. Has been reading all of them. Or most of them. What has been your favorite so for those you don't know, Future's End is the DC event for September, as is tradition now. They do some crazy ass cover. Well, lately it's been what, three D the the no multi that's it's two separate things. They just happen to Well last to year it was villains. It was villains. And they did the the little tit lenticular one. Uh-huh. So right now we're going through Futures and like Swamp Thing or whatever, where all of the solo books for the most part, in DC, are jumping five years into the future to catch up with uh, Future's End, which is the weekly series. Right. And so they're doing all of these, like, 3D covers where it's like, present, future, present, future. And just like the villain's titles, some of them are great, some of them are good, some of them are okay. So, Some of them just suck. Well, and what's funny is the ones that you read that are written by the series writers, which are very few and far between, mm-hmm. they're pretty good. They're, they're consistent with the series. Agreed. The ones you have written by the stringers, the ones who are otherwise sort of in between. Trying to claw their way yeah, into. They can be good. They're not necessarily guaranteed to be bad by any means, but uh, a lot of times they're kind of rough. What I was fascinated by is Charles Soule. Mm-hmm. Not only did he do a great Swamp Thing. Oh, oh, I love that Swamp yeah. Thing issue. It was great. It tied into everything, and he's writing Swamp his Thing. His entire run. It tied yeah. into his entire yeah. run. I was very pleased with that one. But he also, and he did Superman Wonder Woman, which is another book he is writing. Mm-hmm. But he actually caught the Wonder Woman. Yes, he did. Because Azarello is presumably busy or didn't want to do it. And actually did like a two-part story. Mm-hmm. Some of them are two parts, yes. Which I didn't realize, and they're actually not billing it that way mm-hmm. necessarily, which kind of was confusing. But um, what I loved about the Soul one is the art was kind of rough. The art was... Uh... When, when you're putting out so many one-shots on top of your, you know, your already full uh-huh. plate as an artist, it's... Sometimes yeah. you just got to get a fill-in. Yeah. But what I did like is they basically have the White Phoenix equivalent of Wonder Woman, the goddess of peace. Which they did before. Is that, like, that an old thing? I didn't know. Yeah, that. like she was the god of peace. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know Um, that. Or the avatar of peace. Oh, okay. blah, 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 So it's like a reference thing. But, yeah. But it was, it reminded me, and the other thing that was funny is if you look at the picture of her, her arrows both above and below her waist point to her waist or her crotch. So she has like these knee arrows that point up and these breast arrows that point down. So, uh, it, it is, it's kind of interesting. So now what, or what is your, one of your favorites that you've read? My favorite so far has been Swamp Thing. Yeah. Okay. Beyond Swamp Thing, what else? Constantine was all right. Was it? Because it gave you. Lemire, is he still writing that? I think, yes. Okay. Uh, no. No. It's Ray Fox. Oh, okay. Um, because it gave you like, Nabu stuff that we haven't gotten in like mainstream DC continuity. Like fate has only showed up in like Earth Two, right? But the way the sp- they the way they spun it, uh, I enjoyed it. 
it's just uh, Batgirl was great. Um, you just got to pick and choose. Fox did the Batman Robin one, where they had the heretic, which is the yes. Damien clone, looks like a terrorist or whatever. Uh, like that played a role, and then. I think the Batman one was by Tinian, Tinian. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and and both had sort of actually that one I really like because that one had future Batman going up against Lex Luthor or the Lex Luthor's like robot systems to try to get information about reviving a clone Damien, like he was trying to find some serum or something. And that one was great. And then the da- Batman Robin one again dealt with the heretic, sort of. Oh, and it had the um the black uh I forgot his name. Uh, Robin, the Robin from Zero Year, or the guy uh, Batman teams up with in Zero Year. Did you know? No, I read it. Oh, okay, yeah, the, the kid? Yeah, but he's older now. Oh, okay, so he's the new Robin? Yeah, he's the new Robin. Okay, Robin. I, have, I, I didn't read it. That one was good. I mean, I, I think it. I think the first one was better, but I liked it, and I liked that it dealt, it tied back into the Batman and Robin stuff. Um, so. Overall, I'm, it's, I really like Azarello as a writer. I think a lot of the stuff that he's writing, of course, you know, Wonder Woman and a lot of the stuff that he has written for DC, I have thoroughly enjoyed, but we're 20 plus issues into Future's End and I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I just, I, I don't, like, I don't like it. I, it has all of the elements that I, I should like, time travel, alternate timelines, like, yeah. Characters that I really enjoy, like Constantine or, you know, Terry McGinnis, because I've read a lot of the Batman Beyond stuff, and I just don't care, and it hasn't gone anywhere. And on the flip side, when you look at Batman Eternal, Eternal has been great. Like, every issue builds, there's resolutions to, like, certain aspects of the conflict, We're, we're moving into a new direction with Catwoman. Like, all of that stuff has been fantastic. But when I look at Future's End, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's a mess. I mean, and they've put all their hopes on it because that's what everybody's tying into. But like you said, it's an alternate future. It doesn't matter. Matter in the sense of continuity. It's kind of just a what if. So, uh, well, that's DC, basically, because that's what's mm. been going in DC. Marvel, uh, I kind of had just a, a bullet about Axis. Because the first couple issues that have led into Axis are, are out. There's the Uncanny Avengers, which I liked. Yes. And then there's the Magneto, mm-hmm. which I liked. Um, Loki hasn't come out yet. Has it? Uh, girl, I have not read a Loki Agents of whatever in forever. Okay, because here's the thing. Like, you know, I, I... I liked it, but... I get things in advance. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I need to read some of that tonight. Uh, cause I haven't finished. Yeah. Uh, there are some things that I read in advance. Well, this isn't coming so out it's for hard. two weeks almost. Oh, okay. Cause it's not, we not this Friday. Tonight. Uh, <laughs> well, we want to get it out of the way. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm joking. Um, the, so have you read any of the access? I have, I haven't read access, but like the lead up, but stuff. I've read pretty much all of the build up that leads to it. Yep. Um, and it's Remender's first big event. Right. And so I just, I don't really, I don't get the feel of it. Like for me, all of these pieces are very disparate. Yes. Um, and I know that they're coming together and I read something like I, I read the beginning. Uh-huh. Like I know exactly 
if you haven't been reading this or you want to read Axis, these are the like two to three issues that you need to read. Right. And it's pretty much Uncanny Avengers. Which that's, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. And I, I, I like what he did. He did a twist on something that, you know, like here's this issue and you need to resolve it. And so you need to be final about it. And when you're final about it, that's where the problem comes in. Hmm. Like when you make that terrible decision. Yeah. Um, you think that's where it ends, but it doesn't. And it kind of harkens back to his, well, I don't want to say anymore, but, um, okay. but like, that's cool. Oh, we just need to, I just need to see where it goes. Like I'm, I'm curious where the inversion idea comes from. Have that, has that shown up in anything? Not yet. Cause like the way the, the marketing is, it's like good guys become bad guys, bad guys become good guys. And they may all have their own separate reasons. They may have some common reason that unites them. I just don't see where it comes from or what's happening. Mm. But like all solicitations, it should intrigue you, not answer all your questions. Mm. I do enjoy the fact that you have the Red Skull with Xavier's brain, and he's going after Magneto, which is kind of a nice spin on the whole Nazi versus... I mean, that's cool. But then... He's just compelled to do it because he has Xavier's brain. Well, that could be. But then also you have stuff going on with uh, uh, Havoc. Half of his face is melted off. So as a consequence of what's come before. And he has this relationship with Janet because they're the only ones that remember what happened. But it's still very weird. And it's it's just a lot of like drama. Uh, among they're not characters. the only ones who remember. Oh, they're not. Not okay. all of them. Like Wanda well, Wolverine doesn't remember. Wolverine she died. Wolverine and Sunfire remember. Yeah, because they were. Um, Janet remembers. Right. Thor remembers. Oh, Thor does remember. Yeah. Um, but How does Wolverine remember. I thought he was dead. Well, no, he's not dead yet. Not dead okay. yet. And this is what's curious to me because he's showing up in all this Axis stuff from what I've seen, uh, so far, but. Oh, or or not. Maybe that's what that whole he goes away thing. Anyway, the the death of Wolverine, which is actually, I will say this, Death of Wolverine by Charles Soule and uh, not Hitch. McKiv- uh, Mc- McKiv- uh, McNiven, sorry. Is excellent. Mm-hmm. It is a completely standalone story. You don't have to know. It's it. going to be a perennial. I'm going to be able to sell this trade to the sun burns out. I mean, it's, but it's, it's good. It's really, really good. It is exactly what you'd want in sort of like the death of a character. But this is actually in continuity, so it quote unquote matters and yada yada. But I mean, it's it's good. I have the first two issues. If you want? I mean, do you, do you have them on your Marvel? Yeah, they're on there. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's uh, I've been enjoying that. I've been enjoying the read the load up, load up the build up, build up, access. I want to take my wallpaper. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Little thing nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, what I wanted to ask though is oral. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much Jeff, but maybe. Tell me one of the best kept secrets of Marvel. Because Marvel's got its tent poles. The you know, Avengers is doing its time runs out thing, which is also really good so far. Starting out that whole, was it eight months later thing? Mm-hmm. Like that's exciting, although it's kind of like five years later. Um, oh, we got to come back to multiversity too. I forgot. Yeah, we'll, we'll double back. Because um, I know Eric would be very disappointed if I don't explain what happened to him. Um, not that you'll listen to this, but you know, um, no. So I, wh- like, what's a book that people just don't think about, but Marvel's putting out, and you recommend to people? Um, hmm. You know what? I I will 
Mm. I will choose two. Okay. So everyone's going to be reading the new Thor, but you should have been reading Thor God of Thunder. Of course. Because it's been gorgeous. Yep. It's been action packed. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's smart. And like, that's a run that I can get behind. Absolutely. Like, I really love Straczynski stuff because that's where I came back in the I like that a lot too. Uh huh. Uh, Greg Pak stuff was all right. It got kind of weird for me. Yeah. Uh, Matt Fractions, I didn't care for. Space Thor. Some good, some bad. Um, and it's, I should have liked it, but I didn't. Um, but this Thor God of Thunder has been great. So definitely that. Um, I've talked about how much I love like, uh, Hopeless's stuff with, um, Arena, Avengers Arena undercover, yeah. and then Undercover. But really, uh, I think Electra. Electra is really good. And I, I've never, I'm not a street level character. I don't particularly care for like Heroes for Hire or like, and I don't read Daredevil. Like it just, there's not enough about did, Daredevil. Did to... you read when, uh, Bendis or, Brubaker were doing it? I've been, I've read bits and pieces of it. And it's not against anything against Mark Wade. I've read, uh, a portion of his run, not a lot, but like, you know, five or six issues. And it's been really good. I just don't, I don't You're not care drawn to it. But there's something about Electra, art style, the continuing story that I've just really, really like highly recommend. I've, it's doing something not completely something new or different. It's just, I like the take. It's it's the same as Black Widow. It's the same as Punisher. But that formula really is, works. Elect- who's writing Electro? Is it Noto? Or not Noto. No. Uh, Alpha, uh, Edmondson? No. Because um, he's doing... Edmondson's doing... Widow and... Um, yeah, I cannot remember who's writing it. Or sure. Iron Fist. Iron Fist is very peculiar. I've heard a lot about Iron Fist. Iron Fist is very peculiar. So I would say those, those new books that are coming out... Okay. Um, those are really cool. My, uh, my picks, uh, my recommendations, and these are the books I've actually been reading fairly recently. Uh, Charles, or, yeah, Charles Soule's She-Hulk, mm-hmm. with, uh, Polito on art, mostly, but not always, is excellent because it's funny. Like you said, it's kind of got a sense of humor, but it's, and it's about lawyers, but not, it's superhero stuff. I mean, it's, it's not entirely about lawyers, but, oh yeah, no, She-Hulk is great. Everyone should be reading Hellcat's that. in it, and I love, I love Patsy. Um, is it as good as uh the Peter David stuff? It's different. It's different. It's I think very it's different. Very good in a more modern sense. Hmm. Um Secret Avengers by Alex Alex Cott. Alice? What is uh, Aless. Aless. Yeah. That's great. I love uh, and um oh the artist, he came to the store. Oh crap, I forgot his name. Chad Moore? Yes. His art style and this will tie into the next book, is very like like sketchy on his Ghost Rider. Are you going to talk about Ghost Rider? No, it wasn't going to okay. go to Ghost Rider. But he's got like a similar, very sort of. And I'll tell you a name here in a second. But like it's got a sketchy style. But the writing is really funny because it's got Modok, Modok as the center of Shield, like the head scientist now, and all of the sort of things that Modok and AIM would normally do being kind of used in Shield with like Hawkeye and Widow. And Coulson and Fury mm-hmm. and uh, Director Director Hill, like it's a spy book, but it's also like a space book. Are they still doing the conceit with? C- and this is keeping me mind. I haven't read it since the first they couple issues. Who they are right. No, no. Okay. That would drop with they the, drop that one. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. But it's good. It's 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 fun. Um, similar style is Chris Somney on Daredevil. Okay. Uh, Daredevil has been amazing. 
And even if you don't like street level characters, what is nice about Daredevil is they will have like relationshipy sort of stuff. Like, cause he's got a girlfriend now and he's in, a, he's in San Francisco. Mm. He's got a law practice, but, um, he's also just being Daredevil. He's out. He's fully out. Everybody knows he's Daredevil. He's back to that now. Yep. And he has his girlfriend's father in this most recent issue say, Hey, he's a book publisher. You know, not only cool, I'm glad, you know, they have a great dinner, they're getting to know each other, blah, 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 but I got a, I got a pitch, or I got an offer, you know, let's do a Daredevil life story. Let's, let's, you know, and, they, and so it's kind of real life-ish, but then you got the Purple Man, and the Purple Man's going out there impregnating a bunch of women and creating children. You know, like he does. And now he's got the Purple Army, like, of kids, like, these creepy purple kids that basically can, like, the Purple Man, control your mind. And they basically turn on their dad, get rid of him, and now the next issue is title, which I love, it was Purple Rain. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting because you have these kids who are sired by a psychopath and a uh, control, you know, whatever. So, like, Daredevil's been fun, and um, what else? There's one more book I wanted to mention. Uh, well, I guess t- coming out of uh, Secret, uh, or not Secret, um, Original Sin, Alice Cott is going to be writing the new uh, Winter Soldier book. Yeah, I read the first three pages of it, and then I, I, I totally, that's one of the things I need to read tonight. I need it's, to read. He's, I love his stuff because he's very heady. He's got a lot of referential stuff that sort of ties into philosophy. Why does Winter Soldier stuff. go spacey? At the end of, spoilers, by the way, at the end okay. of Original Sin. I was curious because I saw the, I saw Which the, was so-so as an event. Eh, yeah. yeah it was saw, per, it's a very personal event. Yeah. You need to read Original Sin. But it establishes that Nick Fury is not only the super spy, right? But he's the also the, the protector of, and basically Winter Soldier takes over for him. Ah, uh, so is Nick Fury Senior now dead? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, you weren't here last episode, but we basically talked about it. He is the new Watcher, but not like cosmic. Just right. He's the unseen or whatever. He he yeah whatever. Okay then. He he's still around, but he's sort of that old crotchety guy still. Basically, um. So I'm very thrilled that he's going to be writing uh, a, a Winter Soldier book because I think the Winter Soldier is one of the stories that like is really cool, but when he's not Captain America, well, it's it's cool as it's the kinda, single story, and then yeah. after that's wrapped up, you're like, well, what do we do with you now? Right. So that he's kind of taking this more cosmic role. I think it'll be good. I got I got This has not come out yet, but it's coming out soon. So, so those are oh, oh, and one more Miss Marvel. This is actually a book that's really special because culturally. It shows a, oh God, I don't know what nationality there, but an Islamic family. Uh, she's Pakistani. Pakistani, yeah. And it deals with this new Miss Marvel, not mm. Carol Danvers, but uh, Kamala, Kamala Khan. Who's an and inhuman. She's an inhuman, and she basically patents herself off Miss Marvel, and now has Lockjaw as her pet. So not only do you get the Lockjaw, which is awesome. But, you know, she is this Spider-Man sort of fish out of water. I don't know my powers. I got to learn. Da, 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 da. And it's written with a little bit of a f- whimsy. It's got some manga influence and some of the, the visual stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just really nice to see a non kind of Caucasian American. Anglo. Yeah, Anglo cultural so, perspective. Like a, it's a better refreshing. attempt at doing this than the Green Lantern. Bo- Simon Boz. Yeah. Our Green well, Lantern has guns. Him. They gave up on Simon Boz like a year in, like not even. They're they're bringing him back. Oh, I know they are, but the, just it just kind of went away. But yes, like that. 
Uh, I do want to go back. Or Multiversity. You... So I actually enjoyed the second issue. Society of uh, yeah. It, it, Society vaguely, of heroes. Vaguely JSA. Society of vaguely. Um, but with um, oh, what's his name? Vandal Savage from a parallel Earth. Who's was Where he's he? Nice. Oh, so well, he's he's an well, immortal the good who's. One. Well, there's a good Vandal Savage, and then a parallel, another parallel world, like they're like worlds colliding, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because there's a, I think a CBR article about how Hickman and Morrison are kind of doing the same thing mm-hmm. in different ways, um, with an incursion, the whole you know, um, but yeah, they they have to fight Vandal Savages like takeover of their world, and uh, it's got Doctor Fate, Doc Fate. Um, who else was, oh, the Black Hawks, but in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of these older DC sort of characters and The things, JSA characters. They're, well, and Black Hawks and other ones, but like yeah, the, the ones that are more traditional, like old school, like they're, this is their world. Right. And it introduces, or it reiterates the idea that they can find out about other universes through the comic books, and that there is this book that is cursed. And if you read this book, and this is where the Morrison stuff, like, we, I don't know if we talked about it here. I know I talked about it on Comic Book Bears, but, like, the idea of what is a cursed comic book, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And they really reference that. So it really ties it in some way. Oh, and then Nick Wotan, like, shows up at the very end as the super judge, this evil force for whatever that's invading the universe, uh, the multiverse. But, yeah, I liked it. It's a lot of fun, even if you're not reading multiversity for the story, but you just want to dip in and try some of these worlds. I think based on these first two, it gives you a nice sort of what if sort of idea or else right. worlds. But if you are reading the whole story, it, it definitely does have connective you know elements. Well, you know, and so many different books have tried something like that where they go into the we want to make a serialized what if, but then also have an overarching story. And sometimes they pull it off, but a lot of times they seem to they pull it off in the short term and in the long term. It, it's just like okay, well. Well, the last the last one that I read that does this is Grant Morrison's uh, Seven Soldiers. Did you ever read that? No. Last one I read that did this was Exiles. I need to le- lend you that. Um, Seven Soldiers, when I read it individually, it made no sense, but I basically dipped in and out. Mm-hmm. But if you read Seven Soldiers in the order that it is intended and like from beginning to end with the two capstones, it makes way more sense, and it does exactly that. It lets you do like a Clarion story. Or, um, who is the Arthurian knight? Is it the knight? Which one? Well, the one that's actually a woman, but... Oral, do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh, the golden knight. Golden knight. Shining knight. Yeah, shining knight. Like, that's one of them. Okay. Um, and I forgot some of the other ones. Oh, Mr. Miracle. But they all tie into this overarching thing. So he's done this before and it worked well. I I think when it's collected, it it does. But that was a limited run, right? Yeah, well, they're each each story was like a four issue arc, and then they had a beginning issue and an end issue. Oh, and the um, Guardian, the guy with the you know, Superman era Golden Shield, actually pre Superman, but they brought him back in Superman and stuff. Anyway, long story short, uh, that's what Morrison's doing with Multiversity. It's over the course of how many months? We're on the second one. Uh, the next one, I want to say it's Thunderworld, which is the Shazam Captain Marvel stuff. Hmm. Which ought to be good. And he's doing a Watchmen one as well. Really? Yes. Like the same uh, Charlton characters, but referencing not Watchmen itself, but sort of a sort of an alternate take on the Watchmen idea. So I'm sure uh, 
Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Moore will be thrilled. So anyway, if you're if you're if you're a Grant Morrison fan, or if you like you like the obscure DC stuff, this is a great book for you. Yeah, I I'm guess. glad you enjoyed the second one. The second one made a lot more sense as a self-contained story. Mm. Um, indie books. Uh, Low has been still pretty good. Black yes. Science is back. Black Deadly si- Class is Black back. Black Science is barely back. But they have two like, issues after the break. Well, yeah, but that it, I oh. feel like for me, it's it's very scattered. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, both of those are good. Deadly Class, I love. So all the Remender stuff's been really good. Uh huh. Um, I have not gotten the latest issue of Satellite Sam, but I I heard that they finally did the color thing. There's like a because it's a black and white book, but there's a point at which black and white television gave way to color, and I guess in the book they do something with that. Okay. I, I gotta I gotta find that. But um, um, what? Oh oh, did you read the Prophet Strike File? No, I didn't. Holy I'm behind shit. in Prophet. If you want to know what the fuck's going on with Prophet, which is a trippy ass book as we all oral mm. and i know you read that strike file and it it lays out everything i was like oh really that's what this is like it makes it it kind of explained a lot in a way that i'm like i should have probably realized this but i didn't and anyway, i'm more I'll, than I'll i'm more than a year behind so i'm gonna have to yeah, that, I went to no, yeah a while ago i'm oh, gonna yeah. have to sit down and pull through your profits because i love profit yeah. no, i love it's, it it's, it's just we have we get two copies, I know, I know. and I always forget to read yours. You can always like I know hold on to it and read it. Um, Birthright is coming. That's yeah. that's the new indie book that everyone needs to read. Birthright. Oh, and I read the Annihilator book. The uh, speaking how, of Morrison, yeah, how was it? Great. It's uh oh god, the artist's name I can't think of it. He's got that painterly style. Hines. He did the Clarion one with Morrison and Seven Soldiers. Okay. Ah, I should look up. I apologize. Um, but it's excellent because it's a imagine it like the screenwriter for what was that movie about the black hole that turned everybody crazy? Event Horizon. Kind of like the Event Horizon screenwriter holds up in this fancy house in L.A. has like a fucking orgy and goes crazy to try to write the screenplay. Writes it. But then, like, finds out he's got an inoperable tumor and is, is about to die or, you know, has like a... And so then the main character from the Event Horizon shows up, the one that goes crazy, and shows up and is like, hey, writer, we should talk, da 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 Like, it's the whole Morrison, the fiction is is just as real as reality. I have moments like that, too. Oh, <laughs> do you? Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with myself on Thursday. Really? Yeah. How'd that go? I'll tell you later. Oh my, that's exciting. Like, to me, Morrison and, and somewhat Alan Moore's conceits that fiction is what you make of it and it can be more real than reality. All that, I love that. I eat that stuff up. Is that so a like, hyper-reality? Kind of, yeah. It's sort of. But I mean, like, that is so cool to me and Morrison is doing more of that. Fraser Hines. No. Fraser Irving. Okay. Fraser Irving. Uh... I love his art, first of all. I really, really, really dig his sort of painterly style. It, 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 I don't even know what to compare it to, because even saying painterly doesn't give it justice, but excellent, excellent artist. Uh, and I forgot he's publishing it. It's a weird publisher. It's not Image. It's none of the big ones. But it's it's good. Annihilator. It just came out with the first issue. Yeah, I don't know what other indie books are that, that are driving us really right now. I, those are the I mean, a lot of image stuff's been pretty good. The image book. Oh, shit. What is it? The Fade Out? It's great. 
fantastic. If you love Brubaker, I've only Phillips, read the first issue. Has there been a second one? No, the second one hasn't come okay, out. Okay, yeah, I got the first it's issue. It's coming now. The oversized, yeah, that we talked about that. Mm-hmm. That was really it, it was a good film noir sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I like oh, that. Oh, uh, Copperhead? Oh, how was that? That was great. It was like, you know, it give it gives you a Firefly-esque feel of okay. like this space space travel is is real but it's still kind of western right and like you have the sheriff you know female sheriff who's moving to this planet in this town to be the law and and that was kind of cool um east of west has been very good it just kind of wrapped up a certain sort of arc Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of moving on to the next chapter manhattan projects has been fun i mean that continues to be fun um pretty much all the mainstays that are that are big I don't know how well they're doing. Like, that's the the thing you always wonder is, you know, I like it, but is anybody else actually reading this thing? Is anybody else like this? You know, this now is this amazing era where there's just so much good, diverse indie comics. What else? Anything else before we wrap up? That's pretty much it. Just waiting on those microsodes for all those shows that apparently were the only two people watching. Well, I have Mark, a friend of ours from the show. I don't know if you remember Mark. He's a guy at Full Sail. Um, friend of ours, he's interested, and we have a couple other guests. I heard back from Sassy Bear from Dragon Con. He and Jamie, the uh, sci-fi uh, authors guild, whatever uh, press person, she's interested. We may have a little sci-fi fantasy queer lit show. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific niche. It is, but it's kind of goes on our mission model or our mission statement. Oral is working on. Who we are going to have on for the next Dragon's New Spandex. I'm working on it. Very soon. Any day now. Uh, we may even have a repeat customer or two. Actually, uh, Divine Grace did say she'd like to come on and just be on a normal show. Yay! Because, I mean, she's geeky as we are, so, yeah. you know. Um, please feel free to go visit our Facebook page. We Oh, I do want to talk about that, too. So, Facebook, Facebook uh, Flame On Show. We... Always love interaction. We get people commenting on this and that post. It's great. We try to keep stuff updated. Even if it's not just our show, we'll share stuff that you might be interested in. I have not resorted to scantily clad Vara or other kind of art, but God, I'm getting close. Because I see like what the, the our, our good friends at the X-Gays and how they get tons and tons and tons of, of likes. Holy crap. And it's because they put up just... Anyway. Sex cells. It does. Jared, I need you to be our arbiter. I need you to be our our curator of sexy guy pictures. You know, I would because I, I love your taste. Yeah, oh. you do have good taste in that. So that is my dream job. <laughs> what? The? I know you got an internship and all, but feel a free. curator of porn. Feel free to use Facebook for Can that. You be for on us? those documentaries that I watch on Netflix about porn. Sure. Okay. Just do a. Just do a. You know, NSFW. (laughs) There was one I saw, like, it was like what porn stars do after they retire, and one guy who came on interview said, Porn historian. How the fuck do you get that job? Great gig. What do you have to do to get that job? That sounds prestigious, but I'm sure he makes, like, maybe $8,000 a year as as a porn historian. He he also looks like he lives in, like, Leesburg. But still. In a a double wide. We know people there. On a lake. Uh, Flame on podcast on Twitter, and basically, if you're on our Facebook, you're getting the same thing on the Twitter. It, it reposts, but occasionally we will engage and reach out to our our Twitter base and have people tweet at us, and we will tweet back. I should start a Twitter account, huh? 
you should just actually help out with the flame on if oh. you want to ease into the waters. Tumblr, of course, we do put stuff up on there occasionally. And all of our hosts have emails at Flame On Show. We are now on SoundCloud. If you have not been seeing all the craziness and you like SoundCloud, it is a great platform. They have an app. You can download stuff. It tells you when we put new up, up new content. All the Nerdy Show family shows are up there. So if you want to find any of the latest Nerdy Show stuff, go on SoundCloud or on NerdyShow.com. Of course, you can find us directly on FlameOnShow.com. That is our direct, like, home. But uh, we're also on Nerdy Show. And uh, two quick plugs, uh, kind of. One, New York Comic Con is coming up the week of October 8th. Uh, that's the Wednesday. I and Pat will be up there for that. I will be a part of the Comic Book Bears live podcast recording at the Rock Bar on Wednesday night as part of the New York Comic Con Super Week, which is this big week-long festival of craziness. Uh, but it is free. We are giving away stuff. Rock Bar is a fun little bear bar. You've never been. It's on Christopher Street. And we're going to be doing a live recording of Not Flame On, although I will bring, of course, my Flame On presence to the show, as I always do. But we'll be doing Comic Book Bears, my other show. Um, and then we will actually also be at the convention on Thursday. So if you are at New York Comic Con Thursday, come by the Geeks Out booth. I'll be there with Jono and Joey and Patrick and all the other Shout Geeks out, Out. Geeks Out. Yep. We'll be there helping them out. They have a panel that night. Uh, I think it's like six or seven o'clock on Thursday and it is for queer LGBT comic book characters. So hopefully we'll be, uh, there at the very least, if not a part of that. And, um, that's pretty much all we'll be doing that week. We're actually leaving because Orlando Gay Pride is that following weekend. That, like, immediately. Yeah, whatever. And, well, listen, you can come see Lil' Kim. She'll be there. I'm probably, I don't know. I'm, I'm in that weird stage where I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want to go to Pride. <laughs> I don't blame you. Sorry, you mentioned Lil' Kim. And I just, I keep thinking back to that one time when it's her and, uh, was it Janet Jackson? Or it's the. Oh, no, that was, uh, Tina Turner. Was yeah, not Tina Turner. Dinah Ross. You sure? Is that what it was? Who did was... the the titty lift? Well, yeah. Janet Jackson had the, the pasty. The pasty. Okay. The, but yeah, then the but other you're, one. You're right. The... You're right. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, man, she aged hard. <laughs> Hush your filthy goddamn mouth. The only about other who, thing. Cam? Oh, we talking about Lil Cam? Okay. Yeah. Miss Ross age fine. Okay, okay. I'm just hard. like, what are you, what do you want? And as we bring the show to a screeching halt, I do want to put a shout out because my Pekingese I've had for 15 and a half years, Unagi, Emperor Unagi Noko, which is his full name, uh, we had him put to sleep today because he was getting old. But was, he was. He, May he rest in peace. He is a dear, dear part of my life and I am very sad to see him go, but I am very honored that he has lots of memories with many of my friends and family and some great videos and pictures that will be up on Facebook. So if you are curious, if you are a dog person and you would like to see a little bit about one of the biggest parts of my life for the last 15 years, Unagi will be enshrined and memorialized uh, across the ages. I hope maybe someone maybe even make a meme out of him somehow. I don't know. Crazier things have happened, certainly. Of course, we want our cat Odin to become the next Grumpy Cat, but that's a whole other thing. You know, I can see Odin becoming the next Stoner Cat. He has that look on his he face. He does have that sort of look. Anyway, so um, I guess on that sort of sad uh, downer, 
Uh, we'll hopefully see some of you guys up in New York. And if not, uh, in a couple of weeks for our next installment of Flame On. Thank you for listening and Flame Off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. I am gay for Lee Pace now. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.